The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. Namaste. Welcome to the Conscious Combo Podcast. I am your host and teacher, Pippa Leslie. I'm here to share everything I learn, see, and channel. This podcast is for the conscious and curious beings who are ready to dive deeper into spirituality. I am so grateful you are here. Well, hello guys. Welcome back to The Conscious Combo. I'm so happy you're here with me again this week. I'm so grateful to all my listeners out there. I just want to just send some gratitude out. I'm so grateful for you listening to me. I've got a very special guest on today. I've been wanting to talk to her for so long. I still listen to some of her radio shows that she used to do with a special person who's who was is in my life. And I'm here to announce Diane Ray on the show who used to do the podcast with Wayne Dyer. Now, listening to his podcast still each week, listening to Diane's voice, being able to talk to Wayne and connect with him each week. I was like, I need to speak to her. I need to talk to her. I need to speak to these people who've met Wayne physically and I never got the chance to do that. So hi, Diane. Thanks so much for coming on. Well, thank you, Pippa. It's so nice to be a guest on your show. Usually it's the other way around and I'm talking to someone else. So it's fun to be on the other side. Yeah, I'm so grateful. I I know we were just chatting briefly before we press record, but you know, you got to, you know, co-host with Hay House Radio show when it was when it was still going with with Wayne Diary either in in the studio or while he was in his home in Maui. And I just think like how how amazing would that be? I, oh my god, I'd just like I would love to be able to have done something like that for for someone and all the stories you were listening to, all the people calling in each week him him given his inspiration so you must have had some beautiful memories from from those days oh absolutely he the great thing about him about Wayne doing the show is that he really loved it like it was really a, a great outreach for him and a way for him to you know keep in touch with his fans and people that really were influenced by his work and it was interesting when the show first started Um, he was working with, uh, there was another host, her name was Summer, who had launched Hay House Radio in the very beginning. And then I was working as kind of as a producer and I would come up with topics and things like that. You know, we would pull things from his books to be the subject of the show. And then as the show evolved, he just didn't want to have topics. You know, he just wanted to talk. So the show just became very free form. And it was so funny that Every every week he would come on and he would say, so do we have any calls? L- like there would be a lack of people that wanted to talk to him. And I'm like, yes, 
the phones are jammed, you know, and I've kind of acted just as his second banana type of thing. And all he would do is he would switch on the equipment and put his headphones on in Maui. And then I would kind of, you know, field the calls and, and put the calls up and let him know, you know, what the question was. And I would just get to sit back and listen. So it definitely was a lot of fun for me to, you know, hear him talking to somebody. And, and it was great. Like right before he would come on, I would say, you know, oh, how are you doing? You know, what did you do today? He's like, oh, I was just swimming with the turtles. And then I came to do the show. It just seems so idyllic, you know, like he would just come out of the beach, like shake the sand off, put the headphones on, you know, and just minutes before he was in the ocean. And he just, he'd be really, really loved life and he loved people. And he took a lot of joy in doing the show. So it was a lot of fun for me to listen to that. Oh God, yeah. Like just... I remember speaking to Nadia de la Cruz, who who set up the Wayne Dyer Wisdom community. It was really good to talk to her. And she was speaking about one of her favorite experiences with him and she got to swim in the ocean with him. And I'm just sat here like, oh, he only came into my life about four years ago, four or five years ago. And but I still feel like he's here. It's weird. I was saying, I was saying, like, you know, it's like how I was saying to myself, my, my logical brain is saying, how can I miss someone that I didn't really know and meet? But then my right side, which is like creative and connection and spirit is like, you can, because he's, he's just changed form. He's, you know, he's still around. You can feel him. And I'm always reading his books. I'm listening to his Hay House stuff and his talks on YouTube. And me and Nadia were talking about it saying, you know, when, when we're feeling like down and we have like a bit of a sad day, just put Wayne on his voice, just, just soothes and, and helps us to, to, I don't know, just see life differently. It's like we we listen to him at the right exact moment. And whenever there's like a, a new a new show out or a new episode, it's like it's always in sync with what we're going through. It's really crazy. So just to be able to, I mean, if I could ask you a question, I'm ask what question to ask you about. He would love to you- hear this, by the way. <laughs> and maybe and maybe he is listening to it. I'm sure he is in, in some He's on way. On my wall right here. To bring us together. <laughs> He loved that. He, just, he loved uh, talking to people. He was very approachable. If you saw him walking by his place, you know, in Maui or at a hotel or wherever he was, he would always stop and, and talk. He he loved that connection. And I, I think that, that showed and it resonated yeah. with people. Like I've got so much time for people. Like if someone, you know, if I'm, I, I always kind of look at like situations where someone comes and I ask me a question and I say, you know, and I kind of go into that inspiration mode of like, oh, and and a lot of like, I always find myself quoting Wayne as well, because he was so good with his quotes. So I remember like, just, I used to think to myself, oh my God, he remembers these quotes like off by heart. How how does he do it? And then now I'm kind of referencing them as well. And just some of the quotes he used to, he was such a good reader too, wasn't he? He read so much. He spent like so much of his time reading. He, I would have to say is probably one of the smartest people I've ever met seriously yeah. and and about the quotes I would tease him about that where I'm like how do you just pull that out like how do you remember Emerson and Patanjali and you know all of these uh you know all of these luminaries but he read all of that he was a voracious reader and he he was always curious so yes. other uh, of other teachers and you know Saint Germain and it's just like he just never stopped searching and and learning and reading but yeah he could remember all that stuff it was like, it was amazing well, I, 
Chris and I, my husband, he, he just met just before we pressed record. He, he, you know, he Wayne came into his life before he met me. And I, I, I remember just like, I'd sit and watch Wayne and then he'd go, have you read this book? And he'll go and he'll show it or he'll speak about it. And then I'm there on Amazon. Buy, buy add to basket like I used to just, like whenever I used to mention a book I'd buy it and I remember the the ones I haven't read yet they're on the bookshelf here is the the life and teachings of the master of the far east I know he really loved that that book series and uh some other ones that he's recommended I know like which one are you going to show me he would no I was pulling over there's an, a leaf blower hopefully our listeners won't hear this <laughs> I'm trying to minimize the noise but if you don't hear it that's that's fine I We'll keep on chatting. <laughs> hey, the, you know, the that's what happens these days when we're trying to have conversations and we've got leaf blowers, cars honking, alarms that's, going that's off. That's what I said. I was, uh, I was chatting to Neil Donna Walsh a couple of weeks ago and like my listeners will find this funny because I think I spoke to him about it a couple of weeks ago and I had 40 minutes with him and it was great. And in 40 minutes, we had three interruptions. We had, uh, we had a delivery, electric person came to read the 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 meter and another delivery and I was like in 40 minutes of the whole day and I, I was saying to Neil and this kind of if Wayne was here this is how I'd say it to Wayne I'd say you know an older version of me would have been freaking out anxious <gasps> oh my god but really I was like it's okay it's life like there's always stuff going on in the background it isn't that to teach us that we can shut out that noise and it doesn't matter like sometimes right. my dogs aren't here today but sometimes my dogs will bark you know if they see someone walking past and and I'm like, I don't need to cut it out the podcast. Like that's life. And that's what we're doing here. We're having <laughs> conscious conversations. And in the background, there's people, there's noise, there's dishwashers. And that's that's the fun of of doing it. It's not perfect. And and so Neil was like, Yeah, it's all good. And it was great. It, it is. Okay. It's all good. And and you're right. Life, life is not perfect. And I'm and I'm sure Dr. Dyer would laugh. He would laugh. <laughs> if, if he He'd if he like, heard. Oh. He did yeah. have a good sense of humor and I like to share that because people think um, that he was a very serious author and spiritual teacher, which of course he was and wrote many books and was such an influence, but he could also be very funny and would, you know, crack dumb jokes. And, you know, he would talk about, uh, there was one thing that he would mention, um, he was doing this kind of awful fast or colonic type thing, like a coffee enema, and he would call it star butts. You know, like those dad jokes and you would like roll yeah, your eyes, dad jokes, yeah, you know, yeah. oh, that <laughs> that's what he's talking about. But he would think it's funny. And even his his daughters would say that, too. Like they would roll their eyes, you know, oh, dad, you know, it's silly, yeah. silly things. But he, he could dad, be funny. My dad's like that. Like my dad is very like witty and he just comes out with these silly jokes and you can see him like thinking about what joke to say in the situation or in the topic. And I'm like, you can tell he's like looking around like getting his joke ready so I think when listening you know because he he was funny and actually talk about the coffee enemas we always laugh because I have colonics I love them so much (laughs) even though my listeners probably don't know that but that because I suffered with my bowels a lot as a kid so they're very they're they're just about doing it every day by myself oh no I was like no 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 because he used to do them every every day was it the coffee ones he used to do the coffee ones and He's, I remember him joking, saying, do you want to come to mine for a coffee? And he's like, what type of coffee do you mean? <laughs> and uh, so, uh, yeah, definitely. I was I was thinking as well, like, I always think this when I'm when you're on the show with him, like, when you first started kind of with Hay House Radio, what was your spiritual journey like? You know, we, we, did you become, because I can imagine if I was in your place, 
and I'm listening to Wayne every week and other Hay House authors, it would help me to see things differently. I'd be like, oh, oh, you know, like that kind of thing. So did your spiritual journey like expand whilst whilst with Wayne and, and the other people on the show? Oh, absolutely. I mean, I definitely mined a lot of those people for great information and learned a lot of things from Louise. And even now, sometimes I think because I'm kind of launching a or launching a business and, and doing things I never thought that I would do and, you know, challenging myself in that way. And I would think, how did she start a publishing company in her 60s and make it an international company with offices in Australia and the UK and and I asked her one time, how did you do this? And she said, I answered the phone and I opened the mail and, and I'm thinking that's it. But like the bigger message was you just kind of do the day to day and you just keep your focus and you just do your work. And she was a big believer in the right people come your way and things will come. And, and I've kind of adopted that philosophy and, and I have to say, she's right. <laughs> you know, it it really will things really will work out that will be if you're on the path you should be on you'll meet the people you should meet and yeah. you'll have the situations that and the experiences that you should have so i did learn a lot of lessons absolutely and i mean my own journey i think is always still evolving and and changing and growing so i'm i'm interested in in all of that I'm still interested in all of that. And growing up, I had a, a Catholic upbringing. You know, my father had us go to church and I had all of the rituals and things that go along with Catholicism. And, and I learned a lot about that as well. So I think it kind of gave me a base, but I was always curious about other things. And I would ask, you know, the nuns questions and sometimes they wouldn't want to answer you know, things yeah. like, you know, oh, who was Mary Magdalene? Is, was she Jesus? girlfriend or something you know like as a kid you would ask questions or like, <laughs> like well she wasn't like a girlfriend kind of you know they try to explain things and I mean I actually had a lot of good experiences um within you know the, the Catholic Church I'm happy to say there were not any horrible priests or you know nuns yeah, yeah. beating me with rulers or anything like that like not to minimize the horrible things that that have happened to a lot of people um but yeah, I mean, I think the the journey is always still continuing. I mean, I'm 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 always still interested in in reading and and learning those things. Yeah, that's what I love about Wayne, how he brings all these different religions and philosophies together. Like that's the key, isn't it? Because I was brought up Catholic, wasn't strict Catholic, but you know, went to a Catholic school and we had to you know do mass and we did you know religious studies and we had to you know sing prayers and and it was lovely. It's lovely, and I remember all the songs. And yeah. but just the way, like, I love how Wayne quotes certain things in the Bible and he would bring the Tao Te Ching in because the Tao Te Ching changed my life as well. And I think it kind of, you know, like you said, there's there's different religions and they're all teaching the same thing, really, in their own unique way. And I loved how Wayne would bring them all together and, and help us to see that they're all one. And, you know, obviously religions can have been causing fear and different things but if we look at the light as Wayne always did he looked at the light he looked at the positive he looked at the and that's what I do I was saying to clients of the day you know with every situation in life you've got two ways to go you go that way which is negative or that way which is positive so choose your direction so and I went to watch Chris and I watched Eckhart Tolle on Tuesday night in Auckland he's over here and we watched him and 
listening to him for two hours. It's the same thing. It's about your thoughts. This whole, you know, our thoughts create our suffering, don't they? And this is like what Wayne spoke about. You know, it's not the situation that causes it. That just happens. It's our thought process that creates our suffering. And I think Wayne didn't agree with that phrase, enlightenment through suffering. He didn't agree with that, did he? He said, you know, we don't... we don't suffer we, we we cause ourselves to suffer so it's kind of like you start to realize the thoughts are the, are the reason and yeah it's been on my mind for the last few days you know when you reflect after you've like spoke you know listened to someone and I remember watching one of Wayne's uh, talks I think it was the I am light and yeah I just come away and I'm really like you know like reflecting on it and thinking about it and and again buying all the books that you mentioned and uh, it just, yeah, and it, it helps you to really see things differently. So for me, I was chatting to Nadia about this the other day. It's like, I just want to, you know, again, live his memory, live on. Like, so I'm teaching his work and I'm teaching what he taught others and being a messenger. And I think that's what he wanted. And that's what he, you know, that's what he's here to do. He was teaching everyone else's. He was teaching Jesus. He was teaching Latsu. He's teaching all these other ones. And we get to do the same, but include Wayne in that as well. So I just loved his, I would say like my question for you, Diane, is like what's probably one one or two things or three things of like what Wayne's teachings like really impacted you, like or something he said or something he did that really kind of thought, wow. And that, you know, kind of blew you away a little bit. Wow. Let me think there's, I mean, there's just so many, so many great things. And he was so, um, what's the word, I guess, authentic or real. I I think really one of the reasons that he had so many people that loved him is that he was very real in his uh, not, I wouldn't say failings, but humanity. I mean, he talked openly about, you know, his problems with alcohol in the past and his struggles, I guess. And he wasn't afraid of, of showing that, that part of him, you know, he didn't want to be put on a pedestal. He wanted to be you know, amongst the real people and, and talking with them and, and helping them. And he, and really the last few things I remembered him being really passionate about teaching were, you know, don't let your music die within you, you know, and he would always reference this one story. Um, oh, I, I can't, I can't remember it now. Ivan Illich. It was a Russian story. Oh, Ivan Illich, the death of Ivan Illich. Where yes. Yes. All been wrong. Yeah. Yes. Everything I've known has been wrong. And that really impacted him. Yeah. It gives you the chills, right? Where you don't want to lie in your deathbed and say, what if everything I've done is wrong? And I guess as I've gotten older, yeah, I've thought more about that. Like, where do I want to spend my time? Who do I want to spend my time with? You know, what am I holding on to that's not serving me anymore? You know, is this anger or is there someone I need to forgive or do I need to forgive myself? And, And those kinds of things. And I think sometimes it, may take you a little time to get to that place. Like I think in our, in our twenties or when we're younger, we don't think that we have to have life kick us around a little bit before we start looking at our, at ourselves and where, where, where do I fit in this equation? You know, how much am I accountable and those kinds of things. So there's just so many lists of, of lessons that I would take away. And it's funny when you said with the quotes and things from Wayne, like I, if I would be hanging out with friends, like at happy hour or something, sometimes I would pop out with like, Oh, Wayne said this today, or 
you know, it's like Wayne, Wayne thought this and people would look at like, what? But I would, I would take those lessons and try to share them. And I think he would really be happy about that, that we're still talking about these things. And the fact that there's maybe newer generations of people that will go back and read some of his older stuff and maybe pick up the power of intention, which is one of the favorite things that personally that he wrote that, that I, I really loved. And hopefully those lessons will still continue because I think they're timeless. They are. So like I said, is you know, when I think about my impact on the world and same with you, Diane, you know, we're all impacting people, aren't we, with the work we do. Is that legacy belief? You know, it's like once we're gone, it's like, you know, I was chatting to a good friend about this last week. You know, I said, one day someone might be saying, oh, her name's Esther. I was like, oh, you reading Esther's book or reading Esther's video or whatever, you know, whatever it is that you've done. I said, that could be you in a hundred plus years. And I said, you know, not coming from a place of ego, you know, just a place of like, I know my work is still touching the lives of others. And I think that's kind of what I love about Wayne's work is that, you know, he's, he's been gone almost eight years, which is crazy, but it's like, it's like it was yesterday for people because he's still living amongst us. He's like, he's, he's around all the time. And Nadia asked me a really good question. You might kind of resonate with this and you might, if you've got an answer, great. If not, totally fine. She asked me like how, what signs would Wayne send me to not, to feel like he's around? Cause I remember in 2020 when we're in the pandemic and I really got deep into his work. I felt him so much, like so much. And I was giddy. I had this giddy energy, like he just kept making me laugh. Like it was just like, so I needed to laugh more. So she asked me what kind of signs would, would, oh, you know, like, how would you feel he's, he's close or he's, you know, he's around. And I was thinking about it. I said, you know what? I said, there was a, a talk he did and I think it was the, I am light, but I don't know if it might've been his last one that he did when he was in New Zealand before he passed. And he's talking about death and he just really moved into like the, like a like death topic. Cause I think he'd really sat with it. And he spoke about something and he said, when he, he said it, a lot of it, he said, this is deep stuff. He said, this is deep. He said, but it's amazing. And he mentioned something about these moments come over him where he, he just makes him want to love. And he gets really upset when he says it. He says, it just makes you want to love. And it made me cry when he said it. And there's moments in my day, you know, every couple of days, you know, every other day where I'd be driving home from dropping my stepchildren off or I'm just taking the dogs out for a walk. And I'll get this overwhelm of like, I just want to go and tell everyone that I love them and hug them and, and tell them that they're amazing. And and that's what he's talking about is those little like, you know, because he said when he, he'd have those moments where he could smell roses and he, he like spirits close. So I feel like that's him. I'm getting goosebumps now. Like I think that that's him making us realize that that love is is around us. We are that love. And that was a really good one for me, I think. And I think when I'm talking about him with people and I quote him, I think that's him kind of saying, say this quote. It is. <laughs> it's, it's that little cosmic tap on the shoulder that he's around. And I think for me, it's been just putting me in connection with people that that he's touched that maybe it'll be someone I'll, that I'll work with. Like recently we, we brought on a, a podcaster not too long ago, her name's Marilyn Cap, And, and she said, you know, Wayne, Wayne came through to me and, and he said that we should be working together, just things like that. And I, okay, well, if he did, then I guess we must, that must be <laughs> that that should happen. And that that's happened a couple of times 
Um, or I'll just, I'll see the book kind of poking out of my, my bookshelf. I think just having the awareness yeah. of, of being touched is him, you know, touching you in a, in a sense, because sometimes mm-hmm. we go through our day and we're not aware of anything and we're just yeah. kind of sleepwalking when there's yeah, like beauty, you know, all around us. And he would say like, be in a state of awe. And so I try to, like I try to remember that yeah. Yeah. <laughs> when things get crazy. Yeah. It's like, you know, I've got friends and, and people in the spiritual world who feel like they've had messages from Jesus or Mary Magdalene, or, you know, even like Neil Donna Walsh, God speaking to him. So imagine like, you know, Wayne's doing that. Like I loved how Wayne would have like Lao Tzu and his other team, like Abraham Maslow, you know, all of his teachers that he had, he'd have pictures and paintings of them in his writing space and he would connect to them as we do now with Wayne. And yeah, it's funny because I love, I love it where when you mentioned about his humility and being authentic, I'm very similar. So I just kind of tell my clients, oh, you know, I've had this go on and I'm not scared to show that vulnerability because <clears throat> it helps people to connect to you better. And I loved how he, so Chris and I were so blessed that we got to go to Assisi and we got to go where he had this miraculous healing with St. Francis. And and I, I loved it when he said, like, a part, part the ego in him wants to be like, well, I'm Wayne Dyer. I'm this big spiritual teacher. That's why it's happened to me. That's why St. Francis came to me. And I loved how he like can identify that. And that's kind of like what I get to is you can identify what the ego is thinking, but this spiritual higher self, this pureness of him was just because he just did something out of pure kindness. You know, we held him on his back and he carried him up these stairs without what's in it for me. And that's what I'm teaching my audience and, and clients and anyone that comes into my life is that serving others. There's something that Wayne said on a on a podcast with you and I think it was a couple of years ago it wasn't a couple of years ago when you did it but it it came out on Hay House a couple of years ago and it stuck with me because it made sense to me and and he said how did he word it he said someone asked him about manifesting and he said whatever you desire for yourself desire it more for others and I was like that's what I do. Like I do it all the time. Like even as a kid, as a, as a teenager, as a young adult, I'd want my friends to be happy. I'd want them to have these, these things in their life. And I, but I used to leave myself out. I used to like, you know, that's where the people pleasing was, was coming in. And then, and then when he said it, I can't remember what the guy rang in about, but when he said it, it just, it's like, as though I needed to hear it to understand why I feel that way. So ever since then, I do this little practice behind the scenes that I don't really tell people about because I don't want to be in like, oh, look at me. You know, I just do it behind the scenes. But I feel like I need to talk about it now because it's not coming from a place of ego. It's coming from a place of I do it because it gives me joy is friends, clients, anyone that I meet. If they want to manifest something, I have a manifest like a manifesting list for them so I can put it on a manifesting list. So I'm helping them to manifest it. So it's coming from that service, you know, service to others and I think Wayne would do that. I think he would do that behind the scenes. Like if a, if he met a woman on, in Maui walking and she said, you know, I really want to manifest healing for my daughter or, you know, uh, money to come to one of your events, you know, whatever it was, like if you spoke to people, I feel like he would go away and, and pray for her or, or him and, and say, God, you know, just help just, just to create that service to others. And I feel like, you know, does that resonate? Like, did, 
like sure. Yeah. I can think of a couple of instances. I mean, he was very, he was very generous as a person, you know, with his time and also financially. I mean, I I can remember a couple of instances where someone would call in on the show and he would be talking about an event coming up and, and then he'd say, Hey, tell that person to hold on the line. I'm gonna pay for them to come to this, you know, oh, and he would oh, and he would just do it on the fly, like, you know, make sure that they get the, they get the money for the ticket. You know, he would buy their ticket. Um, and then another incidence where he was in San Francisco and it was his birthday and he went to the bank and he took out a bunch of money. Yeah. And he yeah. walked around and he started just giving people money and he said he had the best time and got so much joy doing that. And, and, and if you were really cynical, you could say, oh, that's a bunch of crap. You know, he was just, you know, serving his ego or whatever, but I, I don't think that was the, the case. I think he really honestly got joy out of it and wanted to do it. So there yeah, were incidents like that. A, there's been a few occasions where I'll, I'll be like driving to McDonald's to get a coffee and I'll just buy the person's meal behind and I'll be in the car and I'm like, I want to see the faces. Cause I love, I love seeing people's faces when they're just like like gift giving you know when you you when you gift someone something you can't wait for them to open it and I remember I did it a couple weeks ago and the I'll share this actually because this is being authentic so there was a minivan behind me and there was a family in there and I had this overwhelm to just no like it just could just comes over me just pay for the person behind now I looked in the rearview mirror And I saw a minivan with a family and my ego said, you can't pay for that. It'll cost you a fortune. Nope, 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 nope. Too many kids in the car. But my higher self then, because I was aware of it, my higher self was like, doesn't matter. You're helping more than one person in that situation. And that that happens, doesn't it? Like when we're doing it, you can. that's what we're, again, teaching self-awareness of you have this ego part that wants to, you know, look for the narrative of the negative but actually your higher self is just serving it doesn't matter what it is what what you know what it's going to do it's just that you're serving someone else and and I would drive really slow <laughs> so I could see their faces and they would just and and what what I found when you gift people randomly without you know having a, they don't know surprising them they're very like they don't understand they really don't understand that like you can tell you can tell they're looking like like why would someone do that for me yeah what's the catch yeah and a lady came here last week and she couldn't afford to do a full session with me because she's she's a single mother of five and I just said to her it's done just come doesn't matter and she's like no no and she got really really uncomfortable and we sat for a bit longer and she said it's because I just I'm constantly gifting and serving others when it comes to me I said this is the whole point this is what if you're going to keep serving others, you've got to serve yourself too. receive when it comes to you. I said, you've probably done something beautiful for someone a few weeks ago. And this is me serving you. It's coming from my heart. That's how it works. It's, you know, and, and you do it from a place of not what's in it for me. And that's a big thing that I took from Wayne, you know, because sometimes, you know, as a young adult, you mentioned about being in your twenties, you know, being rocked around a bit. I would like go out of my way to like give lifts to my friends, you know, my best friends. And I'd be like expecting something in return straight away like well I've done this for you when you realize I'm just making their life easier and better and I get to do that but I've got to keep filling my cup you know to be able to do that yeah it takes sometimes it's hard for people to receive I my my mother had a problem with that I remember um 
she, when she had come, come to visit me one time in California and I was planning all this stuff. And one of the things was a massage, like, let's go to a spa, you know, cause that was something she would never do for herself. And she was very uncomfortable. And I, I wanted to pay for her and her friend. She was traveling with a friend of hers and her friend was like, just accept it. <laughs> it's like, let her do this, you know, but because she would always give for other people and was a teacher, the same thing. Like she felt, well, here, let me, let me help you pay for it. I'm like, yeah. no, I don't want you to pay for it. I'm going to pay for it. That gives me me joy to do that for you, you know? And that's mm-hmm. sad that we can't accept those things. I think people find it hard to accept because they feel like they have to, they have to return it. It comes from a place of anxiety, like, oh, I'm going to have to, I have, I've, I've, I hear it with like friends and family now who are awake in a sense. They, oh, you know, well, she got me a card and a, and a present. I'm going to have to go and get her. And I'm like, you don't have to, like, honestly, for my birthday, I'm like, I, I don't want birthday cards anymore because I feel like just save the paper, save the money. And that's personal choice, you know, and we, Chris and I have just got married and we got like 50 cards and obviously I'm grateful. Like I'm not going to sit and go, Oh, I didn't want them. But it, you know, it, you get to a place where like, I used to be like that. Like if someone had done something nice for me, I'd, I'd, oh, I'd, I'd, I'd instantly have to do something nice for them to kind of make it like a balance. But you end up getting to a place where you're like, no, you, they're just doing it because. And that that's, that's the end of the sentence. I'm just doing it because. You don't have right. to answer the rest of it. And yeah, it just, it does give me a lot of joy. Like it really does. And I think that's why like way and being generous. And that's a big thing. Why, like when I invite wealth into my life and, and to my time is that I get to be able to give that back to others. That's true. It's a great lesson. I mean, if more people felt that way, we'd have a lot less problems, you know, a lot less separation than we do now. Um, it's, it's very hard to look around and see all of the, you know, the, the hate mistrust and unpleasantness, you know, that's going on. I mean, hopefully that pendulum will swing back the other way. <laughs> Can Did only you get to go any, at to any of Wayne's events? Sure. I mean, when we did a lot of the uh, I Can Do It events, um, they would do the PBS tapings and we would get to we would get to go to those. Um, you know, it's interesting you mentioned you're in New Zealand and you saw him in New Zealand and that was the last event that he spoke at. Well, I never got to see him in New Zealand. I've never seen him physically. Oh, you didn't? I thought you had gone to that. Yeah. I, I remember so right before he traveled to New Zealand and Australia for that that tour. And then right when he came home after that was when he had the the heart attack. And uh he came into Carlsbad where we had the office and, and did the radio show. And he, he didn't have to do the show. Like he was still working, but he really wanted to do the show. So I went and I picked him up. He was staying at La Costa, which was down the street. And I was talking to him and he had a lot of plans. Like when, when that happened, it it was just meant to happen, I guess at that time. And he would probably tell you that now, if he, you know, if he was telling us, but he had a lot of plans. He's like, you know, I want to do more online events. I want to reach out to more people. I don't want to have to travel so much, but I'm really looking forward to this Australia, New Zealand travel because he had not been there in many years. Yeah. So I, I drove him to the studio, you know, to the office and we did the show. And I guess what I'm, what I'm saying is like, he still took so much joy in his work. Like he had a lot of plans. There were still things he wanted to do. He's like, I'm still writing, you know, this is really what I want to do. I'm I'm not retiring. I want to continue to do this. And that's why it was so shocking 
that I remember that Monday, cause we did the show every Monday. And then I, I heard on the radio, I had people that were texting me, you know, Wayne passed and I went on Facebook. I was like, what? I still couldn't believe it. And then I went, I went into the office and some of my other colleagues are like, well, you can't do the show today. What are you going to do? You got to cancel the show. And I said, no, I don't want to cancel the show. I want people to have the opportunity to talk about Wayne and what he meant to them. And I mean, this had just happened. And that morning to do the show, I went on and I said, well, by now you've probably heard, you know, what's happened and we weren't going to do the show today, but I wanted to open up the phone lines and just let people call in and share how they felt. And just so many people called and, you know, some people were crying like, I can't believe it. I can't believe what happened. And, you know, I just wanted to give people a chance to remember what he meant to them. And and so many people had some amazing stories of, you know, reading that book at just the right time. Like, you know, they're ready to jump off the bridge and then they look down and, you know, there's Wayne's book or just, you know, something like that, that would come in and, and, and stop whatever event was about to happen. And I just always remember that day. Like I really, I really did want to just open up the phones and, and let people share how they felt about him, but it was right after he had done that trip, that New Zealand and, and Australia trip. Yeah. I've, I've lived in New Zealand for 10 months now. So I emigrated here with my husband was already here. So we had 18 months apart and because of the borders, we, we couldn't see each other for 18 months, which obviously my listeners know about that. And wow. Wayne was definitely a comfort blanket for both of us, especially we used to watch, we used to watch shows on YouTube and we'd like go on zoom and we'd watch, we press play together and we watch zooms together and, we did his online course too, which actually I need to, I need to finish it. Actually. I've just remembered. He's like, finish it. Okay. And, um, what's it called now? Is it Sam light course? I think on Hay house. Yeah. That's the one that I've, um, I've not finished it yet, but yeah, just, he came into my life at the exact right moment. And I remember saying to, you know, friends who, who knew his work and had met him physically. I was like, you know, it's like you miss him. It's really strange. Obviously, I'd never, I've never met him physically, but it's like I'd had. I just felt like, you know, sometimes like I'd last year, like I'd be listening to him like for a week straight and I'd just get really upset. Like, oh, he's not here anymore. I'd love to just be able to go and watch him on a show or like on stage. And, but that's how it was meant to be for me. You know, I wasn't meant to see him physically and I was meant to experience him in his new form, which is when you have that open mind attached to nothing right yeah it that's, really what he, that's what he would say and his yeah. and his work still still goes on I, I think that's so that's so amazing and, and also with his family and his daughters and you, you had mentioned when we were chatting earlier you know that you've spoken to Tracy and Serena and Sage and I think that I mean he he had a lot of kids <laughs> he had eight children but out of all of them I think Serena and, and Sage uh, seem to really be wanting to, you know, pick up the torch and, and continue to, to teach and, and spread, you know, spread his lessons. Yeah. They're, they're some books, of their own. Right? Yeah. They've got their own book knowing. And then I, I finished Serena's book that she wrote with Wayne, which is don't die. Are you with the music still in you? Such good, such a good book. Like I know everything about his family. It's so funny. Right. Like It's just like, <laughs> and I think, you know, especially his, you know, his wife at the time, Marcy, 
she really inspires me like I actually reached out to her on email I haven't heard back from her yet but I just wanted to let her know how much I appreciated her in a sense of a mother because I became a stepmom last year and I don't have any of my own children yet but she just could what he used to tell me about her and how the the girls explained her in the book like it just gave me a lot of comfort and she made me feel calm and let go of a lot of the anxiety of of motherhood because she just seemed to be this beautiful angel you know for for the for the children so yeah like even like now the family's still impacting people you know yes and and still going through things of their own and you know they recently or i guess it's been maybe a year you know lost one of their one of their own, you know, with summer. And that was so, so tragic. So I I guess people can see, you know, look, they're going through the same trials and and problems and challenges, you know, that, that I am like, nobody's, nobody's perfect, right. Or or up on a pedestal. And I guess the other thing that I, I took away from, you know, working and interacting with a lot of great teachers is that they're all human too, you know, and and you would see, human foibles and and failings and challenges and and they're kind of going through the same things that we are so that I guess not to put people up on pedestals well no like keep them down with us right (laughs) if Chris and I are going through something that's like challenging we both will say what would Wayne do what would Wayne say and I think sometimes as well like he said I remember him talking about that in his last speech his last talk in Australia and New Zealand he said you know, he was tested that in a restaurant, you know, someone brought, I think the wrong food out or something. And he kind of snapped. <clears throat> so he, he had that test straight away of, and he corrected himself. And that's all we're doing is that we're aware of the fact that, you know, we said something we shouldn't have said, or we reacted a certain way and we, we pick it straight away and we, we correct it. And that's, that's all it is. That's all that, that's, that's the healing journey is knowing and, and, and just, you know, correcting it straight away and knowing that it was there and being self-aware of it as well, which, you know, that's what I loved about him too. Like he just mentioned it. He just, his ego still was there that he still had to work on all the time. Well, we're right. We're all human in this human experience and we're all going to experience grief and embarrassment and humiliation and joy and, you know, triumph and success and failure and, all of these things. And, and, and I try to, I try to remember that. I mean, like right now in, in working with trying to build a business, I have to kind of remind myself not to fall into the self-limiting beliefs, like, oh, I'm not a businesswoman. I'm not good at math. Yeah. I can't do this. And that fear will come in. And then I'm like, no, no, you can, you are. And that's one thing I learned from Louise, like, don't tell yourself those things. Yeah. You, you can do it. You can, you can do difficult things and you can learn new things. She was always learning new things. I mean, up until she, I think she was 92 when she passed mm-hmm. and she would still take ballroom dancing classes or art lessons and things like that. And was always looking to explore. Yeah. 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 And that should never stop no matter your age. That's so that's a lot about Wayne. Like he became a, he's a, a movie star in his sixties. It's just so funny because he made the shift movie and <laughs> you're never too late to start something you're passionate about. 
No, it's not. I mean, obviously you want to have, I mean, I mean, I, I love ballet or for example, I mean, at my age, I'm not going to be a prima ballerina, but I could still be involved, right? Like I could volunteer at a, at an organization or a group, like there's ways to, to do those things, you know, have them in your life and, and it brings you joy, you know? So don't deny yourself those things that you, that you want to do or explore by telling yourself you're too old or you're too young or you're a woman or whatever, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I know you might have. It's all possible. So what's going on in Diane's world? (laughs) Well, the, the launching of our mind, body, spirit.fm. So I have a a podcast network. Um, We're about 50 plus podcasters with us right now. And, and basically my business partner and I were creating a container for a home for, for people, for podcasters, where people can find like-minded content, um, you know, we're ad supported. So we're just trying to, we're trying to build this place where we're basically a, an aggregator, like we're gathering people together. And because one of the things that I really saw at Hay House Radio was that someone who came in and was a big Wayne Dyer fan, like they loved his show, but then they could see like John Holland had a great show, Carolyn Mace, there were all these other amazing teachers. So people would come in and they'd look around on Hay House Radio. Oh, I'm interested in this. Like, oh, you know, maybe I should check this out. So that's kind of what I'm trying to recreate in a sense with mindbodyspirit.fm is bringing together people in, in this genre, mind plus body yeah. plus spirit. So we have, you know, some, some doctors, some alternative health people, a couple of Hay House names that you might mention or might remember, like Dr. Yeah. Mona Lisa Schultz, Sandra Ann Taylor, um, couple of teachers like that, Dr. Stephen Farmer. So I'm, I'm kind of, I kind of want to give people just a, like a smorgasbord of, yeah. of yeah. stuff, you know, like whatever you're interested in, how, like Wayne would say this, like, however you want to describe source, he would say, whatever name you want to put on it, whatever, yeah. you know, God, Buddha, Brahman, you know, whatever speaks to you. So if, if it helps someone in their spiritual growth or journey to believe that they're talking to angels and, and that speaks to them, great, you know, explore that. Or if you want to learn how to contact people on the other side, and you want to have that belief and comfort that life does continue in spirit form on the other side in a different experience, then come on in. Let's talk about that. Past lives, reincarnation, yoga, all of those, basically all the things that I'm interested in, I'm I'm putting on a network. That's great. (laughs) If I'm interested in it, that's great. I want, to, I want to explore it. So that's what I'm trying to do. And it's a challenge. I mean, I've never had a business partner before. We're both working uh, in different places. We have, we're at different time zones. That's been hard. You know, yeah. I didn't know I'd be able to do that, but I'm learning so much from her. I have an amazing business partner. I'm, I'm very lucky. The The things that I don't know, she does and vice versa. So it's kind of yeah. a, a really good mix. She brings some amazing experience to the table. So I'm, I'm learning and growing every day. And I, I was just telling someone else, you know, you think that you think that you can't do it where I've had to learn, you know, new computer programs, total new systems, how to upload stuff. You know, the podcasting world is a lot different than the radio world. And I'm like, I'm just a rock DJ. What do I know? But then you learn, you know, you do it and you, and you just do it. Like Louise, how did you do it? I answered the phone. I opened the mail. And in my case, it's like I answer calls and return emails and do Zooms. You know, it's just a little bit different, but you just kind of do it and you learn it. So you can do it. And and I try to remind myself when I get overwhelmed or like, this is never going to work. 
I'm never going to make any money, you know, things like that. So those thoughts do pop in, but I I think now I have a better base to draw on when I hit those hard spots. Yeah. I could turn to like Wayne or Louise and yeah. Amazing teachers. Yeah. And just, you know, do, do some reading or get quiet or, I mean, there's so many teachers that I just still love Denise Lynn. I mean, I'm, I'm grateful. I can even call her a friend. I think Denise, if you're listening, <laughs> I'll call, I can call her and, and say, you know, Hey, what do you think? And, you know, John Holland of I've witnessed some amazing mediumship demonstrations from him and, and David G who's an incredible meditation oh, teacher. David G. Love Isn't him. he great? He's, he's so cool. And he's so in Carlsbad. And beautiful. Yeah, he is. And I never really had a, a meditation practice that stuck because I thought that I had to sit here and empty my mind. And he's like, what are you crazy? You can't stop thinking, you know, it's just learning how yeah. to let go yeah. of the thoughts and yeah, get in the gap, you know? And so I learned so much from him and my husband and I did a um, three day meditation, uh, you know, course with him here in Carlsbad. And it was funny. Cause I'm like, I'll just stop in. He's like, no, you have to do it. If, if you're going to just be a, a tourist, don't come, you know, it's so like, okay, I'll do it. So we, we went and did it and got up at 6, 6 a.m. and did meditation. And the funny thing with that was once I got past my resistance, like, I don't want to get up at six in the morning and meditate. This is, this is ridiculous. But then when you're on the beach at 6 a.m. and the sun's coming up and like, wow, this is so beautiful. I would have missed all of this. I would have slept through all of this, but I got to see it. And it just gave me some, so much more appreciation. Yeah, and he's got the best voice, meditation voice. Doesn't he? He's the best. I've turned on a lot of people to him. I'm like, look, if you've been thinking about trying to start a practice, just listen to some of his stuff. He's great. And I'm so happy to see he's he's gotten popular. Like, I'm so happy to see, you know, he's got thousands of people on Instagram and he's busy and he's teaching and it's nice to see that expansion. Yeah. I know I did. I interviewed him on the podcast two years, two years ago. Yeah. Two years ago. And oh, he's great. I'm trying to like recircle now because when I got a few people on, it was mother earth rising. The podcast was called mother earth rising. And when I got to New Zealand, I changed to the conscious combo. Cause I was like, that's been on my mind for a long time. And I just want to kind of, I don't do many solo episodes, even though like I, I love talking, I love talking, but it's, I, love having conscious conversations like with yourself and other people because it's what brings us together and and unites us you know so that's why I I want to rebrand it so I'm thinking of maybe like reaching out to those who I spoke to before it was rebranded and getting them back on for it for another one you should I mean there's always some new place to go a new place to explore and you know we need it now I think we need to have these conversations more than ever people are lost uh, all, all of us, you know, just collectively what we've been through over the past two years. And I look around and I think people are trying to, we want to get back to normal and we want to forget the pandemic. And, and I, I don't think that there can ever be back yeah. to the way it was, you know, we have to have this new normal and, and learn from those lessons, you know, some good things did come out of the pandemic, even though there was so much pain and, and heartbreak and, you know, people stopped, we had to stop. Yeah. And I think that was a good lesson. It, it was for me. I mean, I, actually, I think I was busier over that year because I was I was working from home and getting used to all of that. And 
it, it's kind of a, I think it's a blur the past, the past two years, they've been a blur for everybody. I always wonder what Wayne would have said through the pandemic. Yes. But I guess he would have just said what you just said. It's part of this. It's happening for us, not to us. So yeah, it's our new norm. Now we have to move forward. It happened for all of us as a collective. So. Right. Right. And things will not, not be the same, but maybe there can be some good that will come out of that, come out of all of the, all of that. So it'll be interesting to see, but yeah, I'm working hard on mindbodyspirit.fm and I still do my podcast for fun. I'll have to have you as a guest on, on my podcast. I would love that. I would love it so much. Yes. I would love it's to. Fun. I mean, the cool thing about having your own podcast, like before, you know, I was doing the radio show. I mean, I was working with Wayne, you know, but that was Wayne's show. So I wanted him to do his thing. Yeah. I was just kind of helping and I got to listen to everything, which was great. And then when I was, I did a, a show with unity and I do want to mention the unity organization. If people are looking for a place that is spiritual, not religious, check out unity.org. Their message is un- unbelievable. They're wonderful people. I, I learned a lot from them as well. They're amazing, but having your own podcast, like I can talk to anybody. It doesn't have to even be a spiritual luminary, you know, and <laughs> I, I can do whatever I want. So that that's kind of fun and freeing. So, yes, I would love to do that, Diane. I would love to chat to you and come onto your podcast and maybe do a part two and yeah just keep in touch with you it's been great talking to you today you too from all yeah. the way in New Zealand I love it yes. we're making this connection and you're a day ahead so you're we're actually talking you're in the future I am in the future yes <laughs> <laughs> I love that I think that's very cool yeah well, thank well, you for I'll having me you're so welcome. I'm going to put all of your links in the show notes so people can find you and check out everything that you do. And yeah, I'm just grateful for your time today and talking to you. I've really loved it. Thank you. You're welcome. I hope you've enjoyed this episode, guys. If you have, please share it with your friends and your family and leave a five-star review. It really helps to get the word out and to help me grow. And if you have anyone who will be interested in coming onto the podcast for an interview, please send them my way. I love talking to new people. But wherever you are in the world, take care and I'll chat to you soon. Bye. I'm Michelle Phillips, a celebrity makeup artist, beauty expert, self-confidence coach, and Hay House author. My podcast, Beauty and Beyond, is the place for women navigating the challenges of the aging process. Listen in for my professional advice, as well as my expert guests, as we share valuable tips, practical tools, and empowering resources to help you not only look amazing, but also live an amazing life part of the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network and available wherever you get your podcasts.